what's going on welcome back to heavy metal over a six pack the podcast um just a reminder find us and the podcast on all social media platforms we are on twitter and instagram at hmoa number six p-a-c-k um we're, we can be found on facebook um heavy metal over a six pack we are on the tune in radio app we are featured on iHeartRadio. you can find us on itunes you can find us on google play we have a ton of resources out there to uh, to uh, find find the podcast. So please, whatever uh, what, whatever uh, venue avenue suits you best, and we're also on our host site at Podomatic.com. Hmoa.podomatic.com is our host site. Uh, follow us on any of those. Give us a like, a review, a follow, a rating. Like, share, listen, repeat, as I like to say. It's a uh, quiet intro today. I'm hanging out. Uh, you just got Marcus today. I'm hanging out in the editing studio. This is going to be part two of the artist evolution. We uh, today's artist evolution. We're going to be doing uh, Faith No More, presented by our very own the uh, the opinion himself, Jay. Uh, before we get into our today's main event, we're going to start with an artist profile that was uh, developed by Anthony on the the band Avatar. Killer episode set up for you guys. Like, share, listen, repeat. Let us know what you think. And follow along with the show, follow along with the links, and uh, we hope you enjoy. Heavy metal over a six pack. Artist profile. So my artist review is a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. I first heard of these guys when they released their single in March of 2014, Hail the Apocalypse. That band is Avatar. I'm a fan of the unique and the weird, and these guys have both. From the circus-style face paint to the unreal guitar work and catchy drum beats, they found a spot in my heart. But let's start from the beginning. Thoughts of Tomorrow, released in 2006 as their debut album, was pretty basic in the thrash metal department. 2009, though, Schlacht was released, and holds one of my favorite songs, Letters from Neverland, the very last song on the album, which even more interestingly enough, has a guitar solo from their sister band, In Flames. Also, their self-titled album, which was also released in 2009, holds another interesting tune called Queen of Blades. As for all you StarCraft fans, you know what that's about. A big standout for me was with their most recent releases, Feathers and Flesh, and their newest album, Avatar Country. Each album is completely different. 
One being Feathers and Flesh, a semi-concept album in which they, I'll leave the link to the walkthrough of the entire story below in which the album actually follows. With most concept albums, they suffer from songs themselves being weak on their own, but they put enough of their goofiness that has been refined throughout their past albums where it feels natural, and each one is awesome and feels like an Avatar song without anything being taken away from it. I had the pleasure of seeing them live a few months ago and they did not disappoint. Their energy is incredible, the showmanship is flawless. A few songs to note from their entire catalog would be Hail the Apocalypse, their title track, heavy hitter, and most popular. It's a groovy tune that it's heavy as they come, with grinding guitars and a brutish vocal track. Bloody Angel, also off the Hail the Apocalypse album, is a beautiful tune that builds as it progresses from a light pretty ballad to a headbanging party. One More Hill, which is off the Feather and Flesh album. This is their battle song that pulls out some old school metal thrash riffs, followed by some impressive high-end vocals throughout the chorus. And lastly, a track off their most recent album, Avatar Country, King's Harvest, which is by far their catchiest song and it's a headbanger's delight. I give these guys a nice five out of six, definitely my top five bands of all time. They're not for everyone though, but they're at least worth an explore. Evolution. Jay, want to go next, bud? Far, 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 far more educational about Atreyu, former edu- education. Being one of my, my favorite and being yeah. interested in them. and uh, I like to learn about, especially bands I listen to. Yeah. I, I mean, I can thank the wiki for all, most of the information I've given yeah. you. But to follow them with interviews, the whole nine yards, I like to learn about the bands I listen to. It's cool to see their insight on things and the uh, how they come to their music, and you know, even semi their personal life, just to see where they yeah. come from. Side note, uh, I'm pretty sure I can't remember where I read this, but uh, Wikipedia now more accurate than Encyclopedia. Britannica. They've been pretty good. They're pretty uh, straight. Well, not the word straight. Well, if you go to Wikipedia and you actually like check out their like sources site, like it's like. 28 oh, yeah, it's pretty fully Dude, loaded people are brutal too like, yeah this one 24 the moment, you, the moment you publish bullshit they're right on top of you mm-hmm. yeah. we have so many people that look look over it yeah. in all nine yards alright so Side tag note, tag on it that I've never listened to the Deftones that's not sad that's I'm going back to my childhood right now baby they call it that like not horrible thing this is why Marcus plays guitar what are you Woo! Uh, Evil Genius. Huh. I almost grabbed them, actually. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about that later. Okay, then. <laughs> All right, so for my band evolution, and if I sound a little... Eh, because I got to the end of the evolution, I was sad. Oh, come on, man. It made me relive through some, some rough now, rough stuff. Before before Jay gets started, what, what was actually really cool about this topic is, like, we all picked one band, and we all, like, really dove into, like, one band, and, like, obviously it's not my turn yet, but, like, what a, what a mind, right. like, when you really, yeah. like, dive into some of these, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's enlightening, and 
I know it's just it's just interesting, and apparently Jay looks bummed to me. Like I know you guys can't see Jay's face right now, but he looks he looks we pretty. We can. He... Angel so, dust. Without further ado, I'm going to uh, shut the f up and let Jay do his segment. Fire away, sir. So, my band, Faith No More. Um, which as long as I've known you, you've always brought them up, whether yeah. it's Mike Patton or any of the sorts. Not after today. No, I'll still do I'm it just because, kidding. <laughs> I'll still do it because there's a there's an era of Faith No More, and, and Mike Patton is still a, a, an amazing musician. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a super super ego, but amazing musician. He knows his shit. Um, all right, so on to the facts. Faith No More uh, started um, under the name of uh, Sharp Young Men. Um, This was uh, back in the day. This was before Mike Patton, uh, before uh, uh, Jim Martin joined, before the Golden Days. 79? Is that right? I want to say... Yeah, 79... Um, sharp young men uh, bassist Billy Gould drummer Mike Borton longest remaining members of the band um, so they started off as sharp young men and then later turned into faith no man um, at which point you know they lost a, a member of the band who Apparently was the brainchild of the Faith No Man. Their guitarist? Um, That's just a guess because you. Oh, they've told gone me, through so many guitarists. Because you've told me that like there's like a line after after where the Jim Martin left. Well, after Jim like Martin a... left, they haven't had a same sure. guitarist sent for each album. It's hard when you left. when you have multiple people. In. Um. So, okay. Let's get Originally formed Sharp Young Men in 1979 by bassist Billy Gould, drummer Mike Borden, vocalist Mike Mor- Morris, and keyboardist oh, Wade Mike Worthington. Borden. I thought it was Port- Portnoy. That's Dream Theater. <laughs> That's two. We got two Dream Theater references tonight. See, see, see how long it takes to drive Marcus over the edge. I think he's ignoring us. Probably. I'm here. Hello. Um, so later on, they renamed it Faith No Man. Uh, eventually, they settled on uh, Faith No Man. Faith that doesn't no even Man. make sense. Uh, yeah. I played a lot of Dark Souls. Yeah, no, Souls. you know, it's. Um, and nothing really big came out of them uh, until. They lost. Let's see. What's his name? Uh, they lost Mike Morris, um, and changed their name to Faith No More. Um, they chose the name to accentuate the fact that, quote unquote, the man Mike Morris was no more. Okay. That's, hmm. that's an interesting way to do it, but I mean, it worked. Um, 
they didn't have any, you know, constant guitarists or vocalists, um, really until, uh, oh, side note, Courtney Love was an early vocalist really? for Faith No More. Is there any, like, recorded stuff? No. Or no? Okay. No. Um, so oh, God, Mike Patton play. says he saw them. First time he ever saw Faith No More play was in a pizza shop. Really? <laughs> I think it was, like, Pasadena so, or something so, like that. Uh, Mike isn't even, a, like, an original. <laughs> Mike Patton? No. Okay. Nope. Um, so he did his like own thing with Mr. Bungle and all that years. Yes, uh, that was his high school band. Okay. Mr. Bungle was uh, Mike Patton's high school band. Okay. So he was off doing his thing sure. when um, Faith No More really broke out um, when they added Chuck Mosley. Okay. Uh, in 1983, um, and uh, just after that, Jim Martin. Um, to their roster. Um, <clears throat> and under the lead vocals of Chuck Mosley, uh, <clears throat> they had the albums We Care A Lot and Introduce Yourself, 85 to 88. Seems to be the uh, um, only uh, band he's really been in. And Chuck early <laughs> on, Chuck Mosley... Uh, if you're a fan of uh, uh, movies and things like that, um, you will recognize the tune We Care A Lot from the Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> live action movie. Okay. Um, so got a lot of attention from hmm. that. And while I like Chuck Mosley's vocals, the band breaks, doesn't huh? really gel. Like, they're doing their thing, and they seem to be having fun, but apparently they're having a little too much fun. Okay. Uh, uh, as I'm to understand, Chuck Mosley, um, by the second album, his second album, Introduce Yourself, um, showing up drunk to rehearsals. Well, the singers, man. They get you. You know, um, and... The, I never show up drunk. I always get drunk later. Pretty much. By the end of it. Oh, like, stop it. <laughs> Asshole. You said it, not me. We're supposed to agree with it. Oh. I mean, no. Never. And they just had a hard time finding where they were going. Um, and, and a direction. Rebel without a cause. Yeah. Uh, so then we move into... The Golden Years. 1989? 89. Uh, Chuck Mosley was replaced. With um, your boy. Mike Patton in 1988. Uh, he was singing with his high school band, Mr. Bungle. <clears throat> and he was recruited at Jim Martin's suggestion. Okay. Um, now, mind you, Jim Martin, um, like, he played with Cliff Burton. Okay. Um, he was actually good friends yeah. with Cliffy. Okay. Um, he actually played for, uh, uh, was it Tuesday's Gone, I want to say, on the Metallica album Jim Martin played? Yeah, with the, um, they had the, the, <clears throat> the what is it, the, shit, harmonica player. Yeah, Tuesday's, go Tuesday's Gone Off their, on uh, Garage, Garage Inc. Garage Incorporated. He was also on Reload. 
Really? Uh, Low Man's Lyric. Okay. I didn't know that, but okay. Played with Primus. Cliss Claypool. Yeah, I mean, if Cliss Claypool is coming out, and sure. he's another one of those musical geniuses. psycho geniuses mm-hmm. that I agree. That I, I really appreciate. Um, it's always the weird ones. Oh, always. like seriously. Um, so this is when the band gels. Mike Patton joins and something clicks. At a pizza parlor. <laughs> well, that's when he saw them play. Oh, yeah, yeah he first met the band. Yeah. I apologize. Um, and so Mike Patton joins, and within two weeks, two weeks after joining Faith No More, he had written all the lyrics for the songs that would make up the real thing, which was his first album. Okay. Um, released June 89. Uh, first single off of yeah, Epic, which Good is song. their number one which hit. Which you covered. It's their, their number one hit they ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, the real thing in and of itself, they're only, as far as I, they're only platinum album. Evidently, anger from animal rights activists. Because of the flopping oh, fish. Oh, the fish. I remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. it was slow motion. They're like, ah, counting yeah. it down. How many it, yeah. seconds is it going to be out of? It's a, it's a fish. <laughs> fish die whether they're in water or not. So if I cut its head off and I grill it, that's okay. Right. Um, but anyways. So now we digress. This album is when they they click and something inside the band just clicks yeah again yeah I mean all bands have their their high point right and and this was it the let's see from out of nowhere um the real thing didn't really get much airplay epic was the the academy yeah from out of nowhere Falling to Pieces. That's the other one. Yep. Um, from Out of Nowhere, Falling to Pieces in the U.S. Got and the War Pigs, I believe, was also on that as well, correct? Yes. Like, one of the best Sabbath covers, in my opinion. It was a non-vinyl release. Um, so good. And it went platinum, by the way. I don't... <clears throat> yep. And, and it's, as far as I know, like, their only platinum album. Big sales in Australia, U.K. Remind me, what's platinum? Is platinum a million? A million copies? I can Google it. I'm on my, I've been playing on my computer this whole time. I'm playing Kirby's Dreamland. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Five hundred thousand. One million units. Five hundred. Platinum certification was introduced in 1976 for the sale of one million units. Okay. okay. Oh, gold, gold is the 500,000. Gold certification redefined to mean sales of 500,000 okay. units. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Nailed it. Colin. <laughs> uh, Continue. Okay. Or don't. <laughs> or don't, whatever. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't control you. There's one more good album. Uh, Angel Dust is the one I remember. Yeah, and that's the... And the most experimental, evidently. I see, I would disagree with that. Okay. Only because having watched them from beginning to the end. Sure, I mean, being um, a follower, you would know. 
Angel Dust 92. Um, which I thought was a fantastic album. Okay. Um, but again, I mean, this is... It was not what mainstream media wanted. Well, being... Um, oh, yeah. It is, yeah. They wanted more epic. They wanted more falling to pieces. They wanted... And they have a cover of that album, too, don't they? Of Lionel Richie. The real thing? Oh, well, that was a uh, uh, B-side. Okay. Um, which, which was, mind you, is, is a fantastic cover. Like, as much as well, Lionel that, Richie's that, what he is, that, I enjoy that cover myself. It's a great Easy. cover. It's a phenomenal cover. Um that entire single, the easy single, um, is great. It's got a cover, I think it's Dead Milkman, or Dead Kennedys, I can't remember. Uh, let's Lich a Landlord. Um, great, great single album. And it was really like almost an EP. For Angel um, Dust. Because nothing on that album. Oh, uh, was Midnight Cowboy on that? Yes. Okay, so then it came out at the same time as Angel Theme Dust. to the film, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Um, which, at the time... Oh, so Easy was the Commodores. I'm sorry, I thought it was Lionel Richie. It is Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie was the lead singer of the Commodores. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. My apologies. Um, so Angel Dust, and the problem with Angel Dust ends up being that Jim Martin becomes disillusioned with what's happening um, and starts to pull away from the band and by the end of I want to say the recording of Angel Dust Jim Martin leaves the band fired and, and you, you brought to me the fact that well the uh, well when I played Easy you pointed out that Jim Martin, the guitar work, it's it's not there anymore after that. Like that was the main focus. Well, not even the main focus, but the, the but, main part of yeah. They faith no more. They had that magic zone. Sure, all bands do. Um, and those two albums really <laughs> show that magic zone with the band, right? Um. You had such a talented lineup. Now, with Angel Dust, a little more so too, was there's a lot more keyboard work. Okay, so it was more, yeah. Um, I don't want to use or, the word Definitely poppy, but it was... more pronounced sure. keyboard work. What was, it was odd. Not something that was going to be. So, King no. for a Day was there uh, the next one? The yeah. <clears throat> Well, Angel Dust doesn't receive much play here in the States. Okay. Um, it does relatively well. I, I mean, I, I've Elsewhere learned, in, in the world. I've learned Faith No More From You is just where I've really gotten... I mean, I can't say anything because Atreyu had the, the epic. So that's... And Rock Band, epic was on there. So well, I caught Faith you No More notice, that. You notice that most, like, covers of Faith No More come from those two albums. Sure, exactly. Right. They don't come from... Earlier on or later. That um, was their high point. And so 
Jim Martin leaves, they go through a few more guitarists, even before the next album. Killing Joke, I believe, was one of them, right? Uh, they uh, Killing Joke guitars, they were... Well, it was offered. Considered, yeah. Yep. But they declined. Um, I'm guessing... Jordy Walker? Jordy? Jordy? Yes. Killing, killing Joke guitarist, Jordy yep. Walker. Yeah. Um, and Godflesh. Yep. Um, but they eventually filled it with a guitarist from Mr. Bungle. Okay, so he took uh, some... Yeah, Mike Patton. So I would assume from his high school, essentially. Yes. Okay. Um, and so then we lead into 95, 98. Um, King for a Day and the Album of the Year era. Um, so King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime comes out. Um, and and, and I'll, honestly, I'll just tell it from my perspective. So here I am working retail like... Was I 18, 19 years old? Okay. So excited. Faith the Moore's got a new album. Kick ass. Came out. Bought it that day. Went home. Put it in. Immediately vomited. So th- I was not happy. So they were essentially short lived. They just, it was so not Faith No More that I loved. Sure. So um, they went in a different direction? There are certain things, certain songs on it that aren't horrible, in my opinion. Um, Ricochet, Digging the Grave. The Parking um, Dog logo. It, yeah. Uh, um, but not enough to carry the album. Um, and they just continually downward spiral from there in the American radio. Um, now, so album of the year releases in 97. Um, and to sum up album of the year, which album of the year was the last album before they broke up before they came back together recently um so to sum up album of the year without going too deep into it um pitchfork media stated quote unquote album of the year leaves one feeling like waking up and finding last night's used condom (laughs) <laughs> sure, the ride was fun while it lasted, but what remains is just plain icky. And you definitely don't want it in your CD player. End quote. And I can't disagree. I really can't. Um, well, it's hard when you, when you grow up and, and you, you find a liking to... And then they, well, they kind of go off and... I've listened... To, I, I, I've talked to other fans who love Album of the Year. Okay. They didn't grow up with right, and, the, and that's that's angel how dust it, and correct. the real thing. Um, it's hard when 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 you they were come into the exactly band, they right. were introduced with King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, sure. uh, and album they really liked Album of the Year. I I can't stomach it. Um, as much as I like Mike Patton, I can't stomach the album. Um, so angel dust would be your 
Top or if you had to pick, if you had to pick the if I have to pick to. between Angel Dust and the real thing, mm-hmm. I'd go with the real thing. Okay. Um, Do you think that's the? Uh, well, I mean, that was his like his Mag Patton's first. Yes. Interlude. If you and I, while I love Angel Dust, mm-hmm. oh, that just sounds weird. Uh, while <laughs> I love the album Angel Dust by Faith No More, I like Pizza. Um, it's it's almost a. You can hear the melancholy of it. That sure. it's, it's coming sure. to an end okay. without even knowing it's coming to an end. Right. Um, this is like the peak, essentially. The, it, I consider it, as much as it isn't, I consider it their sophomore album. Okay. Um, because it was the first time With and it's Mike the Patton. only time that they've had a solid lineup of guitarists sure. and With, lead yeah, singer. Yeah, because they had the, yep, his, yep. Makes um, sense. And this is where they gelled. Um, it's just unfortunate that the guitarist wasn't, didn't see it going in a way that so he kind of get out while he could, kind of right. thing. Um, <clears throat> so after album of the year, uh, the band breaks up. Uh, and in 2008-2009, there were a whole lot of rumors recirculating that they were getting back together. Um, and they dismissed them. By Billy Gould. Yeah. Gould? Gould? Um, Gould? I don't know how you'd say that. Yeah. And months later, they confirmed it. <laughs> <laughs> Taking uh, some, uh, some tool action there. You know. <laughs> like, well, we could. No, no it's not, not going to happen. Oh, by the way, it's happening. Yeah. Um... To which they released a uh, compilation, the very best definitive ultimate greatest hits collection. Definitive and ultimate greatest hits. I will tell you this, that that title has, in my opinion, has Mike Patton written all over it. Okay. Not because of ego, but because he's like, it's not. <laughs> really? Um, I could see it being very tongue-in-cheek. Sure. Um, and did, it ha- did it have their, their good ones? Or? Oh, yeah. It's a great lineup on that. It's a double-disc set. Okay. Really good. Like, if, if you're just a fly-by-night, sure. uh, uh, Faith No More, and, you know, check them out. Check out that double-disc set. It's, it's, it's got the best stuff sure. on it. Um, it's got a, a lot of B-sides on the second one. Some of their covers. Do they have War Pigs on it? it I don't think so. Really? My okay. guess is they probably would have had to pay... Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, and at that point, they they, they weren't. They're, Mike Patton may have been doing okay, but the rest of them not so much. Right. Um, so you Mike Patton is is the kind of he is one of the busiest musicians in music. But you, when you think Faith No More, you think Mike Patton. Right? You do. Okay. Now you do. So he's the front of very much. Own, okay. Even though not a founding member. Sure. Um, well, I mean, that's not also, but, also the case. Always the case, I should right. say. Right. Um, but he he kind of he brought them into what they were. Right. He was he, the last he for, piece. He formed Faith No More. Right. He was the last piece to a puzzle that they hadn't sure. completed. Um, so, 2015, they released their first new album. Soul Invictus. 
2015, so that's pretty recent. This is such a great cover, man. It is. Oh, not just great. This is. I got this CD. I still have this CD the... in my collection. I still have this CD in my collection. The cover of the CD single is two rhinos fucking. Jay, I feel the need to remind you. Our listening audience can't hear what we're listening to. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Well, easy. Talk to the people, bro. Come on, man. Uh, my bad. So, so, we're, so we're, we're, we're listening to, to Easy. We're li- listening to the Lionel Commodores cover, Commodores. Uh, cover of Easy. Um, this. It was funny because I've heard both. I've heard the original. Yeah. And personally, I, I prefer this version it's over Mr. Lionel Richie. I listen to this song at least. I play it at work because people know it. And twice a month. They're like, wait a minute. I, I think this was. This may have been one of the songs that you played. Now, but and I this met is <laughs> so this this I gotta ask you being being you know a fan of this band that you part is that part of the song or is that Mike Patton's own? That's little... Mike Patton. Okay, that's Mike Patton one hundred. Because I always catch that you part. Like, is that like an actual Lionel Richie thing or? Okay, no, no, no. No, that's good. That's Mike right. Patton. That has Mike Patton written. No, no, no. That's, all that's over. Great. Um, but that's what sticks out to me is. Oh yeah. Ew. And Jim Martin's guitars. And again, going back, like you said, like when we we used to listen to the song together on the on the way to work. Oh yeah. And you would point out that this is Jim Martin, and, yeah. and that's that's what and made. And hear it, like right. it just it, it they were that this this formation of band was magic. Well, a lot of times, and with any band, you know, they have their their guitar people changes, their drum people changes. A lot of times you can't tell, but as you you pointed out, that you can tell the difference between this album, you know, Angel Dust, and, yep. and, and the next one. Yeah, King for just, a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. Just by the guitar alone. I, I first song, I knew it. You knew first it song, I hit play, and I knew something was wrong. Something was off. And this was, of course, you know, I'm old, so this was before the internet. Sure. So all I had was. The, the sound, my ears, mm-hmm. to tell me what happened. Well, when you listen to them enough, you, you can pick up on And I things. knew as soon as I, I put, hit play on that CD. And, and, and also the fact that some, I'm, I'm not dissing them in any way, shape, or form, but some bands are, are good at replacing. Yes. Some bands are not. Yes. Some bands just can't find the niche that they were looking for. And with the kind of egomaniac that I, I'm to understand that Mike Patton is... I have a feeling that that's probably what it is. He probably demands a certain level from people. I, I don't want to use this in a, in a bad way, but I feel like he's kind of like the overseer. Like he's like, well, we need this. We need this. I don't know how true that is, but I feel I like think that's. I feel like he's the ringleader. I think he's definitely become the okay. ringleader. Being not even the original, but the fact that, uh, yeah. that he's made a name for himself. And the fact that, I mean, he made something out of the band when the right. band could and, have and he, very he's quickly the main reason why they, right they picked up obscurity. where they went. Correct. Because, um, I mean, when you think Mike Packman, you don't think Mr. Bungle. You think Faith and War. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I think I mean, you obviously countless side you projects. You followed Mike Patton from um, day one. He, he's pro- one of the busiest guys in music. 
he does so much work. And I want to bring up your your the uh, the greatest lead singer, or the greatest vocalist <laughs> of all time. I would like you to tell yep. that story because you. So okay, so so here, here we go. So read this article. Axl Rose, greatest vocalist of all time. And it didn't even dawn on me to think Mike Patton. Sure. I was just like, I mean, you, you don't. Hey, the fact that Axl Rose really. And the fact that that Faith No More isn't. I don't want to put this in a bad way, but they're not the band that everyone knows. Right. They're really not. Right. Unless you you're the few that catch. Yes. That song. Um, within I think it was days, um, the article was retracted. Okay. And they said we screwed up. Axl Rose, not the greatest vocalist of all time. Because he got fat? <laughs> Mike Patton really? is the greatest vocalist Now, Now, your personal time. opinion, do you agree with that? Yes, his range is absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, he, he has an amazing vocal range. Um, okay. He is... Now, does he show it in, in The Faith No More? Yes. If you... if. If you're paying attention to a lot of the stuff that he's doing, like, he has an, an impressive vocal range. Now, do you think he shows that more in Mr. Bungle, or do you think he shows it more in Faith of More? Mr. Bungle doesn't even rate. I, I mean, um, I, I've listened to Mr. Bungle. I know I think a lot of his side projects. Macaroni is my whatever. Yeah, I think a lot of his side projects actually probably show it more. Okay, so you think Faith No More is not his actual, like, full-blown potential? No, no, no. Okay. Not at all. Um, so he's kind of his own yeah, entity. He, oh, he yeah. On his own, like, Mike Patton is this... Fucking weirdo. That is true. <laughs> well, that too. Very true. But that, let, I me mean, put that, let me just put it in, the, like, layman's terms. I mean, I know I've been very quiet this whole time, but, like, let me just throw it out there. Fucking weirdo. He is. But that's what makes an artist... That's... I say artistically weirdo. Maybe but, I shouldn't say fucking weirdo. Yeah, I should say right. artistically weirdo. Sure. And and I think he does a lot of that too on purpose. He has both of his ears. Right now. <laughs> as far as I know, he doesn't eat. What do you pieces. think this is Van Gogh? Here's my ear. Congratulations. It's coming. It's coming? That's gross. On his ear. Pew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You guys know you want me to go back to quiet. Like, okay, <laughs> you know what happens when you talk? So, yeah. So it gets weird is, when Marcus gets. Yeah, right. This, this is what I here. take from my my evolution review, and and you will notice that I didn't go into Soul Invictus. I just said the name. Jay, man, tell me why you're so depressed. Because I I hear what could be. So you, you think fate? So. I hear what could be, and it's not there. Right, and and you feel like they could have gone farther. I feel if like they, if they stayed with you know Jim Martin and the whole, then you think I, they could have. Yes. Oh, I absolutely think that they would be competing for <clears throat> greatest sure. band okay. of all time. But it's had that one they been able that, to right. just find like, there's always that that niche somewhere in there. They couldn't, they just could not. Right. They couldn't see the forest for the trees. They couldn't get out of their own way, as it were. <laughs> when did Faith, Mo- Faith No More officially fold? Well, they're back together now. 
Are they really? writing yeah. more? Oh, Soul Invictus was their was reunion last? album. Which okay. was when? 2015. Okay. And they're still touring? They just finished their tour in 2017. Okay, so last year. Goddamn. Um, All right, sweet. So, so they came back. And it's all about the old timers, man. I'm telling you. There's some. There and and I, I don't want to badmouth Soul Invictus that much. Sure. Um, there's there's but like I said, when I listen to it, I hear what could be. Um, they were influenced by the, not the what Cramps, Link, because they're, they're Ray and I can't even say have these in the Banshees. Susie. Susie. Spelled S I O U X. That's what Marcus's chicken looks like. Susie. Susie and the Banshees? Dude, you leave my chickens Susie out of Sue. this. <laughs> cone of shame. As it blues based That's what rock Marcus's roll. dog has, the cone of shame. <laughs> he does, you're right. Why are we talking about my pets? I know, <laughs> somehow rolled into this. We'd like to welcome you to Marcus's Animal Hour. <laughs> we used real piano and brings this organic Old quality Old Marcus has a farm. <laughs> So, so you know of the two singles, Matador <laughs> and Superhero, there. correct? What's that? Matador and Superhero are yes. the two singles that have been. And I didn't think Matador was the best one. Yeah. But Superhero, yes. Like, that was that was on my list. But Separation Anxiety off of that album was the one it's that. It's hard when, you, when you're used to a band as they were. Back, yes. when, when you first hear them. And you first catch on to them, you're like, this is the sound that I like. This is the sound that I enjoy. This is what I'm sticking with. And I'm willing to grow with the band. Sure. But sometimes it's no, hard when they, you, when they you couldn't can't. latch on to it. Right. When you don't there have that hook, as we've talked about multiple times, the hook is what you need. When you don't have it, you lose. And they just couldn't find it. Sure. With so many lineup changes. Right. Well, it's hard, too, when you have multiple lineup changes. And I go back to... I mean, there were times they had, like, two, three guitarist changes in an album. Right. Right. So, it, it's 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 hard for me. I go back to a band I listened to, Demon Hunter. They've kept their, their basic, their lead singer, their drummer. But their guitarist has changed multiple times. But, I mean, they've been consistent where almost every album sounds similar. They have their squealies here and there. And it, it, it doesn't... You wouldn't notice if you didn't know right. that they've changed guitarist. But certain bands, yeah. the more you, you notice when there's oh, a I, guitar it change. Was, it was so noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know if that's because I'm an audiophile. Sure. Well, and it, and I, I, like, in my brain, I tear it apart. Right. It's hard now. Now, I mean, depending who you are, you, you listen. everyone listens to music differently. You look at ACDC. When you had... Um, mm-hmm. Bon John. Yes. And then you have um, Bon Scott now. I'm sorry, not Bon Scott. Bon um, Scott. Jesus. Bon Scott. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> See? What the hell's his name? Ang- Angus Young. And then... No, wait. Damn it. Before my time. Brian Johnson. Okay. Yeah. I go to ACDC. The fact that, that Brian Johnson sounds so much like Bon Scott. A little lower it, of an octave. But yeah. That it worked. It did. You don't realize the difference. But when you have an instrumental change like drums, guitar, for someone who doesn't, who isn't as in tuned as you are with Angel Dust mm. and the first album, the fact that when you hear a new guitarist, when you hear a new drummer, you can pick up on it. it. You realize it was glaring. When you realize that, I mean, that means that it's it's obviously a big change. 
because vocally you can tell. You can tell yeah. the difference between oh, yeah, A and B. A, you know. But guitarists, you don't have that range that you can play with. Most guitars, when you're tuned to C, you're tuned to C, regardless what guitar you have. But the the style and you in which know you play, what, what what the band's trying to do, you correct. know, you're, you're picking up and on you, it exactly. And and drummers the same way. You can, you know, if you, if you're in tune, you know the style said person plays. When they switch, it's, it's hard to pick up. And yeah. It's it's interesting that the fact that you could pick up that that Jim doesn't play anymore, and you can realize the difference. And that which which being a musician myself, it's cool that you can pick up the fact that it's completely different. And it's, that was, it's not I think what that it was. was the first time for me. Like being a music fan, that was the first time for me I noticed right. a change in musicians. Not not vocalist, but a musician. Um, so Mike Patton's it, still with them. It cut, it cut deep. Yes. Sure. And yeah. So Mike Patton's um, still with them. Okay. Pretty much like the only person who, like the guitarist, is fluid. Okay. Um, the, but the, the rest of the lineup has been pretty steady. Um, the drummer has has played with some pretty big acts. Okay. Um. So, I'm going to ask this. Who do you, what, when you listen to Faith No More, who do you think stands out the most? Mike Patton does. Okay, so Mike Patton is yeah. your, so do you think that since they're, they're back together, do you think that they'll push farther? Do you think they'll continue? Do I think, think they'll do another album. Um, I think they'll get one more out of it. You think it'll be what it was, or no, no, no? Um, from what I am to understand from interviews and things like that, Jim Martin was invited back. Okay. Did he accept? Or no, 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 no. Um, so you think the the lack of Jim Martin would would not push them to their potential? Yes, because I think that was when they were at the creative. So Jim Martin understood which direction and all I think he knew the sound. Okay. Uh, I think Mike Patton knew the vocals. I think he knew tone, but I think Jim Martin had the sound. Okay. Sometimes it takes one, regardless of the instrument. And honestly, I think it was the two of them working together that brought that band to its peak and what happened therein. Sure. Whether or not they couldn't see eye to eye. Sometimes you have the chemistry between the the, the band and yeah. the individual players, and, that, and that's what makes years. Okay. You know, years later, knowing what I know of Mike Patton, watching interviews, you know, listening to snippets from him, and he's particular. Sure. Uh, he's very outspoken, and he's known very much as a you know. Artiste, okay, as it were. Okay. Do you think he's he's, he's content with what Faith No More has become, or? Yes, only because he has a flourishing career elsewhere. Okay. And doing other things. Okay. So Faith No More is oh, kind of like play, a side. If you played the video game Left 4 Dead. Yes. Or The Darkness. Yes. Um, Left 4 Dead. He's the voice of. Almost all the zombies. Is he really? Yep. That's He's awesome. all the zombies. Um. It's funny because, and this is kind of a sidebar, for all of you Walking Dead fans out there, when uh, Nicotero um, shoots said scene with zombies, all of the voices that come out of the zombies are muted, and there's an actual zombie sound that comes over all of them. 
Which is which is weird that the way they do it. So the the zombies aren't individuals. It's actually a whole chorus. Correct. That, of that, that that set over set zombies. But it's yeah. cool though the fact that he's he's dwelled in different. Oh, he's he's flourishing in in a lots of vocal work. Okay. Um, he he does a ton of side projects. Well, um, that's how you kind of you, you reach out in different directions. He's. He is easily the most prolific member. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's, that's cool, though. I think I put Marcus to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I'm here. No, that was that was good. That was very informative. But yes, it 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 it, it brings a tear to my eye. I mean, being the fact that you you've enjoyed Faith No More, being one of your be. top bands, and, and and part of me dwells, and I I hear what could be. Right. It's hard when, when you've grown up with them and you've, you've followed them and the whole thing. Like, you, I was super excited. You push for them. You're like, hey, new album. Great. We got back fantastic. together. Super excited. And then it's Sat kind of... Sat down and listened and I was like... Yeah. No, it's it's hard. It is. I cried in my Cheerios. Mm-hmm. Not every... I mean... You know, I'm glad he actually picked this band. Let me tell you why I'm glad you actually picked this band. Because I think, like... The, the general public, when they think Faith No More, I mean, I, I don't think many people are going to get past Epic. That's no, like they're they're not. Mean... They're really not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like... I mean, that... And that's why they're compared to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sure. Is that album. And... I mean, I wouldn't have known of the Warpix cover if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. You're the one who introduced me to the Warpix cover. I mean, I know, I know the listening public can't listen to like what we listen to like in the background, but like... Like what's going on in the in the background right now is like absolutely beautiful. Like you have to get, I don't know, you have to get, you have to get past the the you, the popular. You have to explore. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what people don't understand. They hear yeah. the few, the one, three, the songs that are on the radio, and boom, that's all I know. And this is one of the ones that I dig off this and, album. And I mean, Mark is the same way as me. And we I'm happen sure to be listening to Ashes to Ashes. I'm sure you are. This is on my short list. It's the fact that when you when you learn of a band and you're interested in, in them, you explore them. Yes. You, you see their afraid. albums. You and you see the different songs in said album, and, and you kind of you see where else they've they've gone. Um, Research your bands. Right, and which is interesting because and this just popped in my head. Queen, very very popular for their their few. They've actually released a couple uh, unreleased songs. Um, the big one they have, and we are the champions. Yep, B side. They have a like a. <laughs> th- <laughs> right. It was it originally. They, I understand where it was. Mm-hmm. They have a fast version. Uh, we will rock you. They have a fast version, which they've actually put on AF a few times, and it's it's kind of neat to explore different bands and and the songs they put out that that no one knows of, that are. And we did the B-Size last week, or, yeah, last week. And how much better that a band can be if you, if you understand where they've come from, the songs they've put out, not even their, their, their top ones. And, and that's why we, we put this podcast together, is to explore the bands, who they are, what they are, the, the songs that no one knows. Ultimately, and I think, yes. And think that's great. So we are on Google Play. <laughs> and tune in. <laughs> do it. Do it now.
Great. Okay, Don't no, remember how I let you forget. Hatred no re- There's no reason not to listen to us now. Right. iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn. You have no excuses. But uh, ending ending Jay's Jay's um, faith no more. I like crap. Great. It's good to to go into the side and, and what they could be, what they could not be, what they are, who they are. Yeah. It's good. It it, it brings me back, and uh, and it doesn't stop me from listening to new stuff. From sure, and, and, and going back to the, the bringing you back, sometimes I, I stumble upon songs that I've heard years, years ago, and I'll still sing the chorus because I remember yeah, yeah. it. And it's, it's great to have that feeling of, it's, it's that implemented that, in your brain yeah. that you remember. It sticks with you. It does. End of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.